0: Um, and here he's explaining why he believes he's such an empathetic politician. I saw something in common with the alienation or the fear of people worried about auto jobs and alienation or fear of a kid coming out because they all had to do with where you fit. And that there was way more overlap in this, those stories than you would think. The the more I, I I understood it, the more I found ways to give voice to it. And it all came down to that. Theme of belonging.
1: I really think that clip is actually the Rosetta Stone to decoding the whole movie, and also to decoding <laughs> Pete, Pete Buttigieg's political vision. I, I'm serious because uh, that, I mean, that really sums that really sums it up uh, right there. Like, yeah, in this, I am you know, gay. You know, therefore,
0: the, that, I understand
1: that it's thought, the close. It's the clo- that's the closest Pete come. It is a whole. There's a whole movie about a guy who's running for president, and at no point in the movie does. Uh, do we see Pete Buttigieg articulate a substant a single policy, a single kind of like any nothing even uh, remotely closing in on a substantive political vision? Oh, d- this dis- is disagree,
0: what, th- disagree. I mean, his, his, <laughs> his I don't, no, no, and, and it may pop up in a later quote. I can't remember, but but it's it's he he seems to believe. Um, l- let me walk that back. I bet he doesn't. But they seem to believe that you will go for this, that a specific vision is. I will listen to your story.
1: Right. Well, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of what I'm coming to is, I mean, I think that the 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 landscape of, you know, if you're if you're a mainstream Democratic Party politician today, chances are you don't really disagree. Like if you're if you're Kamala Harris, you don't really disagree with Joe Biden on anything. If you're Pete Buttigieg, you you know, you fight with Beto O'Rourke on the debate stage. But fundamentally, you all basically accept you. You're all you're all here because you've accepted the same political model. But the thing is you know, you can't, you can't actually say that because there's this whole liturgy of like seeking votes and trying to have rallies and competition and stuff. So you have to fill the void with something. And in the last 30 years, I mean, and Barack Obama really was, you know, they're all following Barack Obama because he was best at this. The way that uh, politicians like this have tended to fill the void is by weaving together their personal biography, uh, their, their identity with these kind of very ethereal, you know, cultural narrative. So if you go, if you uh, because I'm writing a review of this movie, I actually typed out that quote from Pete that you just uh, that you just played. And when you see it on the printed page as prose, there is something so surreally odd about It's it a sequence of thoughts, a combination of words that that nobody would utter naturally. There's something so strange about it. Yeah. In the span of a few sentences, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, he weaves together, you know, his it's it's a mashup of his background in municipal government uh, governance, mm-hmm. the the kind of experience of places like South Bend and you know Flint, Michigan, and other parts of the Midwest with deindustrialization, and then his own coming out. Right. And the, all these things are kind of like woven together in this very kind of comforting sounding story that's theme- thematically tied together with this idea of belonging, but it's really not clear what any of it means. It just sounds right. compelling. And and I think that is what the whole vision of a film like this is and of, of the Buttigieg candidacy. And that's why there's no, there's no there there in this movie. There's no st- substantive political vision because it's all about storytelling.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah, no. He's trying to create uh, a, a he's trying to take people's fears and and then and then create a story in which he relates, but he actually doesn't relate. So he he's just putting together a cinder block with a brick and it, it, you're looking at it going, yeah. I don't know what building that is. Like, Which so, is weird because you should be able to take your own experience in, in almost any yeah. circumstance as a minority, as what have you, and and apply it to somebody else who's, who's, you know, on the outs. Um, I can't tell you. And, you know, in, in our job, we, we've learned to keep it to ourselves. I can tell you how many times I like, you know, I go, well, look, man, I'm a screenwriter. I understand slavery. And you go, I better not say that. But, <laughs> You know, but you can, you can, you can empathize with somebody who's in a completely different situation from you by metaphorizing it. And he doesn't seem capable of doing that because he doesn't draw that connection. I don't understand what he's talking about. What he talks about like being gay is like being a factory worker who's worried about his job. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Well, and the thi- and the thing is like that, you know, political storytelling is fine. And, and yeah. obviously political empathy is fine if it's authentic. And then if it mm-hmm. leads you to if it leads you to uh, some kind of substantive political vision. But with with a politician like uh, Buttigieg, there's no there's no subst- there's no there's no light at the end of the tunnel there's nothing at the end of this the whole yeah. thing begins and ends with storytelling and with this kind of uh performative empathy it's not uh here's how i empathize with people who are losing their jobs because of automation and that's why i have this uh, sweeping plan to use activist government to use the levers of the right. state to reform the economy so that you know we have uh good paying jobs or something like that none of that's none of that stuff is there i mean as, as mayor of south bend pete Buttigieg basically uh you know did what a lot of uh you know democratic mayors do in uh contexts like that which is, you know, you, uh, th- those, those towns used to have thriving industries. They don't anymore because of deindustrialization. So you attract capital by giving tax breaks to luxury developers, by trying to, you know, by competing in a kind of race to the bottom, by making them attractive places for, uh you know, uh, people that want to live in gentrified communities uh, to come. And, you know, he did all of that.